This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. It was the famous paddle steamer Red Gauntlet's annual visit to London. Tower Bridge, always a great sight, said Captain Bobo, as the huge bridge swung open to let the ship through. Slow ahead, bleep, Sheila, the first officer, instructed as they approached the pier. Two of the crew were very excited. Emma, the apprentice engineer, and Billy, the cabin boy. They had never been to London before. We've got 400 schoolchildren to take to Southend this afternoon, but we're free this morning, said Captain Bobo. Bleep, you know London. Would you give Emma and Billy a quick tour of the sights? Tower Bridge was the first stop. Puffy Watt, the ship's chief engineer, had arranged with his old friend Albert Coggins to get a private tour. Albert was in charge of all the machinery. Many years ago, it was all steam-driven, just like on Red Gauntlet, said Albert as they walked into the old engine room. Everything was still kept gleaming, well-greased and spotlessly clean for the visitors to admire. And Emma was impressed. It must have been great to see this all working. Yes said Albert. But now it's all powered by electricity. More efficient and less hard work. Next stop was the Tower of London. Billy and Emma were keen to see the crown jewels. Sheila looked over at the long queue outside the jewel house and shook her head. There just wouldn't be time. But Bleep had an idea. Without waiting, he rushed off and the others followed. Bleep rounded a corner and scurried into a little doorway marked Crown Entrance. They went up a steep flight of stairs, walked along a corridor and finally came to an imposing oak door. Here we are, he said triumphantly, opening it with a little flourish. They entered a large, dimly lit room filled with display cabinets. Billy was last in. On his way, he stopped to pick up a sign that Bleep must have knocked over. It said, Close. Cleaning in progress. Look, Billy, whispered Emma excitedly as she pointed at a case full of sparkling diamond tiaras. Don't they look amazing? In the middle of the room, there was one vast display case. In the half-light, they could just about make out the outline of a little man, his back towards them. He was bent forward, reaching into the case. They heard him mutter, Oh, at last, I've been waiting for you. Hold this for a minute. Without looking round, he thrust out one arm behind his back and handed Bleep the Imperial State Crown in all its glory. 
Sheila put her finger to her lips and quietly said, Shh, to the others. Dusting done, but head still firmly stuck inside the case, the little man snapped his fingers impatiently to demand the return of the crown. Bleep dutifully handed it back. Sheila signalled that they should now quickly and very, very quietly make their exit. As they left, they heard a door open at the other end of the room, and a voice called out, Sorry, John, had to make a call. Ready for the crown when you are? Next stop was the Bank of England, then on to St Paul's Cathedral. And soon they were in a taxi, heading to Trafalgar Square. Bleep pointed up to the statue on top of the column. Monument to Admiral Nelson, one of our greatest sailors. They got out of the taxi at Admiralty Arch at the top of the mall. Sheila said, Do you see that grand building with a flag at the end of the road? That's Buckingham Palace. Bleep turned to Billy and Emma and said, You never know, we might see the Queen peeking out from behind our curtains. As they were walking toward the palace, Billy nudged Emma. Look, do you see that wee lady over there? said Billy. The one with the corgi dogs and the lead wearing a headscarf and colours and carrying a handbag. Remind you of anyone? Not really, said Emma, a bit puzzled. Billy took out a coin and held it, heads up, in front of Emma. No, exclaimed Emma in disbelief. It can't be. And look, added Billy, isn't that a footman walking behind her with a pooper scooper on a velvet cushion? You two, shouted Sheila, looking at her watch. We've no time to visit the palace. Let's head over to the Houses of Parliament. When they turned into Parliament Square, they were just in time to hear the clock strike. Bleep explained. People think the Big Ben is the name of the tower, but Big Ben is actually the name of the bell that strikes the hour. Reaching the river, they jumped on a fast riverboat and were soon heading towards Red Gauntlet. They enjoyed the sights on the river and arrived back in perfect time just before the buses full of excited children. Some of the children raced off to visit the engine room. Emma proudly explained how it was her job to look after all the machinery. Up on the bridge and ready to go, Captain Bobo received a message over the radio. Fred Gauntlet, we have a problem. We can't open the bridge. I'm sorry, but you can't sail. The captain sent Puffy and Emma off to Tower Bridge to find out what the problem was. They found Albert Coggins most upset. The electricity company says it's a cable fault. It will take days to fix. Emma suddenly had an idea. What if we used the old steam engine? That's crazy, said Puffy. Albert smiled. 
It might just work. Leap and Billy arrived to help get the old boilers fired up. Meanwhile, Albert, Puffy and Emma set to work on the machinery. A few minutes later, Bleep called out, Mr. Coggins, the boiler's reached operating pressure. We're ready to go. Not looking so good here, I'm afraid, responded Albert, shaking his head. One of the pipes is too difficult to reach. Emma decided to try one last option. She lay flat on the floor and wriggled her way under the pipes. Albert passed her the tools so that she could connect up the old engine. Finally, she gave a thumbs up. Puffy released levers and twiddled knobs. Suddenly there was a great gush of steam. And the pistons started to move for the first time in over 40 years. It's working! cried Albert triumphantly. A few minutes later, Red Gauntlet tooted her whistle. They sailed through the bridge, flags waving and crowds cheering. Leap, announced Captain Bobo. We've saved the day. Set course for South End. We're 400 children to get home in time for tea. This is a Bell Media production, narrated by John Sessions, supported by the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 